And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Canadian officials are hoping India will look at reducing restrictive import tariffs on Canadian pulse crops. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today mainly sunny, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, and a high today 27 degrees, the low 11. Tomorrow partly cloudy, risk of an afternoon thunderstorm, wind south 30, gusting to 50, the high tomorrow 31 degrees, 60% chance of evening showers tomorrow night, the low 15. Friday, sunny with a high 25. Evening, periods of rain. Friday, the low 9. Saturday, cloudy, 60%. Chance of showers, the high 13, the low 5. Sunday, sunny, the high 17, the low 5. Monday, sunny, the high 17, the low 7. Tuesday, sunny with a high of 19. Normal high is 22 for this date. The normal low is 8. The sun rose at 4.50 this morning. It sets at 9.04 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan today again. It's 28 today. Yesterday, the hot spot, and it was 24. The cold spot is Rinium City for the second day in a row, and it's 7. Yesterday, it was 8. Estevan right now, once again, the hot spot at 28. Saskatoon, 21. Swift Current, 20. Weyburn, 27. Yorkton is 23. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 24. That's 75 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 43, gusting to 58. Humidity is 22%, the barometer rising 100.9. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 24. Winds are from the north, northwest at 46. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Storms are unpredictable, we aren't. Covering Saskatchewan farmers for over 100 years. You're always covered with SMHI. Saskatchewan farmers have some optimism that India will review tariffs and import restrictions on pulse crop imports that were imposed in November 2017. Drought in parts of India, a shrinking stockpile of domestic pulses, and the end of a lengthy election campaign could all be positive factors. Carl Potts is the executive director of the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Association. We think India is going to need to get back to importing some larger volumes of, of pulses, and, and pulses from Canada are amongst the most cost-competitive uh, pulses that they have access to. Their own domestic prices within India have been rising a bit, so if that trend continues, we think that that's conducive to perhaps uh, relaxing some of the quantitative restrictions and, uh, and the import duties that India has had in place. Some lentils have been sold into India this year, but it's more difficult for peas, which face import quotas. Previously it was 100,000 tons, and now they've recently increased that to 150,000 tons. So that just sort of places an overall quantitative cap. So once that's reached, then that is sort of the, the maximum, whereas in, in lentils it's just a matter of whether or not you know, the price in Canada plus the import duty can be competitive landed in, in India, and some of that trade is happening. Potts admits it has been difficult getting accurate reads on Indian agricultural policy in the past. New import duties uh, coming on without a lot of advance notice. We've had other things like fumigation policies you know, come on or be extended with very little uh, notice. So when we work with the Government of Canada, when we work with uh, trading partners around the world, we're really 
trying to create an environment where there's more transparent and predictable trade. And speaking of trade, a Canadian agricultural trade mission is on its way to Japan and South Korea. The hope is that some additional sales will be made down the road for beef, pork and canola. Canada is facing reduced sales for all three products with China. The two countries have serious political tensions, with word now that China is planning to increase inspections of Canadian meat products. Regina-based Farm Credit Canada is providing $100,000 to school meal programs across the country as part of a drive-away hunger campaign. Manager of Community Investment at FCC, Carla Warnica, says each of the 100 FCC offices across Canada will provide $1,000 to a school lunch program in their community. Well, we're going to be starting off, kicking off driveway hunger right away in June with giving $100,000 to school feeding programs across the country. So what we've done is every office gets $1,000 and they choose a school in their community that has a higher need, perhaps. Maybe there's more children that are going to that school that are a little bit hungry. So we want to do what we can to help with that. I mean, no child should go hungry. It's very difficult to learn if you, how can you focus if you are, if your belly isn't full. So we're trying to do what we can to help with that and providing some funds to give those kids a chance to get a healthy breakfast. Do you feel it is important to focus on children and need for food? Well, you know, the need, unfortunately, is high, whether it's children or adults. There's a million people across Canada who are go hungry every day, and a third of those are children, sadly. So certainly um, adults and kids, you know, everybody is important, and we want to make sure we give everyone a chance to access food. So in addition to supporting food banks, we're also supporting food uh, school feeding programs. And again, the key reason why? Well, you know, we're kind of in a unique position at FCC. We are able to connect the people who grow the food with the people who need it the most. We can really, we have an opportunity to bring the ag community together, and that's really what this is about. Farm Credit Canada is is a catalyst, perhaps, but we certainly don't do it alone. It's in partnership with our agriculture community that donates uh, food and money to food banks and feeding programs across the country. Now, you also have a tractor tour to drive away hunger. Tell me a little bit about it. We do. Um, the tractors really are a great visual for driveway hunger. I think it helps generate a little bit more awareness that there is a need in our country, whether it's in urban or rural settings. You know, f- certainly food insecurity isn't unique to urban Canada. Uh, people go hungry in rural Canada as well. So we take tractors and we drive across various communities across the country. We do the tours October 8th to 18th this year. And um, it gives people a chance to, you know, they can donate right to the tour. They can go donate to a local office or or, of course, go to www.fccdriveawayhunger.ca and donate money that way as well if they want to um, support their local Canadians. And it all goes to the food banks. 100% of donations go right to the food banks, you bet. And $1, the food bank can turn into three meals. So that's pretty amazing. You know, you and I probably couldn't go to the grocery store and, and get three meals out of a dollar, but food banks can stretch their dollars in a bit of a different way, and often the feeding programs as well. So a dollar can go a really long way. So even if you're able to donate $5 or 10 it's going to make a big difference. Carla Warnica is the Manager of Community Investment for FCC in Regina. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. It's not the case so far this year in Western Canada, but researchers say the frequency of downpours of heavy rain is increasing. According to researchers at the Global Institute for Water Security at the University of Saskatchewan, the number of extreme downpours has increased steadily over the past 50 years. 
Simon Papaleksu, a hydroclimatologist in the University of Saskatchewan's College of Engineering, led the research. We performed a global analysis and um, first we focused on a period that the global warming was accelerating. This was the period from 1964 up to 2013. We've analyzed approximately 9,000 stations globally, and uh, what we have found is that definitely there is an increase in heavy rainfall decade by decade. Papaleksu says the frequency of extreme precipitation events over the past 50 years has increased in parts of Canada, most of Europe, the Midwest and Northeast region of the U.S., Northern Australia, Western Russia and parts of China. The study of over 8,700 daily rain records from 100,000 stations monitoring rain worldwide found the frequency of torrential rain increased as the decades progressed. Between 2004 and 2013, there were 7% more extreme bouts of heavy rain overall than expected globally. Papaleksu says the upward trend is highly unlikely to be explained by natural climatic variability. He says global warming can lead to increased precipitation because more heat in the atmosphere leads to more atmospheric water, which in turn leads to rain. The models, especially the climate model projections, are using a lot of physics. And uh, there are two components that I would like to comment. The first is the global warming as it's happening. There is no doubt about that. So there are, although there are even uh, people that... Uh, don't accept this. This is a fact because these are measurements. Now for the future, definitely there is an uncertainty which is well accepted in the climate community. We know that uh, the future, the, the temperature is going to increase, but we don't know exactly how. But this doesn't mean anything because the physics and the models clearly say that we should expect uh, a future under these emission scenarios with uh, higher temperatures. Papaleksu says extreme precipitation events can have disastrous consequences. The implications of heavy rain in general are, there's a long, really long list. For example, from flash floods, landslides, crops and infrastructure destruction, spread of waterborne disease, water contamination, traffic chaos, chaos, and this goes on. But the important thing here is that if global warming projections are verified, then we had better start planning for more frequent heavy rain right now. And my feeling is that planning now could lead in saving lives in the future and big bucks down the road. Papaleksu suggests being really well prepared. My feeling is that we should uh, plan, uh, we should have a long-term resilience strategy. For example, we could identify vulnerable regions using all available new technologies. We have to estimate uh, the flood risk in every region of our cities. And above all, I would say that we must promote green infrastructure. This could be, for example, permanent paver, pavers or preserve open space. And um, I would like to add that we have, we have to know that water remembers. And by this, I mean that water tried to do whatever was doing over the last five billion years. He, be, he behaves, he follows the gravity. So we must respect a little bit more, in my opinion, natural hydrology of each region and try definitely for more green infrastructures. Papaleksu says we can expect to see even more bouts of heavy rain in the future. There is no doubt that if climate model projections are verified, I mean in terms of temperature, then definitely because physics back up this hypothesis and we have already verified this with this analysis and also there are other analyses, 
uh, heavy precipitation, the frequency and probably the magnitude will increase. There's no doubt about that. Simon Papaleksu is a hydroclimatologist in the University of Saskatchewan's College of Engineering. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. The latest Viterra prices for canola fell 30 cents at 4.15.12. Oats dropped $10.09 at $189.50. Number one red spring wheat went down 2.53 at 2.39.75. The rest were unchanged. Durham 2.39.51. Feed barley $212.63. Flax 4.72.42. Yellow peas 2.39.54. And feed wheat, $196.98. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat is down four cents at 5.56 and a half cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, June the 5th. A huge run here for this time of the year. Every corner of the barn is full. Over 600 cows and bulls, 675 feeder cattle, a handful of cow-cow pairs, a total of 1,300 head for the day. Cows and bulls selling two to four lower. D1, D2 cows, 80 to 90, sales to 91, 92. D3 cows, 70 to 80. Cows are averaging 85 cents. Good bulls, 98 to 108, sales to 112, 113. Bulls are averaging 107. Onto the feeder market. This is last Wednesday's feeder market report. Six to seven hundred pound steers, one eighty-five to two dollars, and seven to eight hundred pound steers, one eighty to one ninety-five. Onto the heifers, five to six hundred pound heifers, one eighty to two dollars, six to sevens, one seventy-five to one ninety-five, seven to eight hundred pound heifers, one fifty-five to one seventy, and eight to nine hundred pound heifers, one forty-eight to one sixty-five. Attention ranchers, next Wednesday, June the 12th, selling 50 bred cows at 11 o'clock. These are black and red Angus cows. These cows are home-raised. If you are looking to buy some bred cows to calf in June and right up to July 15th, this is the sale for you. Also, next Wednesday, featuring 425 steers. These steers will be pre-sorted and sold right after the cow sale. Also, Heartland is looking to buy some feed. If you have some spare bales to sell, we are interested, give Russ a call. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,400 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 189 to 192 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling in a range of 187 to 191 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up 31 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3414. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.67 cents US. For the third time this week, all cash reporting regions were lower compared to the previous day. While there was much speculation and hope that cash markets would outperform historical trend lines due to ASF-related demand, those ideas appear to be fading for the summer time frame. Also cited for cash weakness are indicators suggesting sluggish U.S. domestic demand and ample supplies coupled with ongoing uncertainty over how Mexico will react if the 5% tariff is applied to everything Mexico produces on June 10th is currently threatened. And the outlook today, mainly sunny, wind northwest gusting to 50, the high 27, the low 11. 
Tomorrow, risk of an afternoon thunderstorm and gusty winds, the high 31, the low 15. In Regina, cloudy and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.